Welcome to another episode <laughs> of Live at the Family Barbecue. It's your boy A Wall, A Whistle, A Double. Here with a very special guest. <laughs> we go back like four flats on a Cadillac. Back when uh, flat tops was popping, you know. Fanny packs when you actually used to wear them around your waist. <laughs> what else was popping? Designs in your haircuts, Nike checks and the haircuts, <laughs> LA gears, the light up shoes. Well, some of that is still popping, so I mean. Michael Jordan was still playing in his early years. I'm gonna let this good brother introduce himself and we will get started. Thank you for that. Was that introduction? Well, thank you. Um, I'm a, it's a pleasure being here with you, son. <laughs> the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> My name is uh, Tang Walton, also known as Big Daddy Tang. Uh, Amir Hassan Walton's son. Uh, dad, he's my son. Amir Imani Shani Walton is my daughter. So um, that would be me. Uh, what are we going to talk about today, son? Do you feel like you more, before you even talk about are you more known now as Big Daddy Tang than Tang? With the age of uh, um, <laughs> social media? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Big Daddy Tang now, not just, uh, not just uh, Tang. So with social media, everything on social media, now I'm Big Daddy Tang. What's the difference between the monikers? Like, what's the difference between Tang and Big Daddy Tang? The difference? Yeah. It's the, it's the social media age now. That's no, really no big difference. I'm still that same dude, that same guy, but uh, I had to have a moniker, so it would be... Big Daddy Tang was a cooler handle. Yeah, that's cooler than just Tang. <laughs> Were you a Big Daddy Kane fan? Oh, yes. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. What's your first memory of Big Daddy Kane? My first memory of Big Daddy Kane is... Man, my first memory. Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't get on him until probably, like, college. Nah, um... Young, gifted, black. I was always, but honestly, my first memory of, of, of Big Daddy, he introduced me to Jay-Z. Oh, that's a good one. He bought Jay-Z on tour. I didn't know who this kid was, Jay-Z. Mm. Jay, he bought Jay-Z. Was he, he opened up, Jay-Z opened up for uh, Big, Big Daddy. Big Yeah, so that's, that's, that's one of the memories. And Jay-Z is like, you know, in my top five, so... I, uh, that's one of the best memories I got. And I said, damn, who is this kid? He was, you know, yeah, flow. He was spitting. So I was like, okay. So that's my, uh, I got to salute Big Daddy, Daddy Kane for uh, putting Jay on the show and letting him open for him. That's super dope. That's yeah. super dope. So, and then the other thing they get you is like, you know, Tang, like, how'd you get that? Some people say, you know. Was you like the 10th member of the Wu-Tang? Like, what happened? Like, how'd you get that name? <laughs> uh, Tang comes from uh, growing up in Jersey City, playing hoop on the blacktop. Um, there was a Tang before me. Uh, he was nice. He was good. So if you know anything about East Coast, you know, it's... Uh, and I had some of the game. 
you know, I always said I always could hit from the outside. I would make it wet. I make it rain on you. All um, jumper, Steph before Steph. Yeah, before Steph, all that. So I became known around Jersey City, uh, Hudson County area uh, as Tang, Little Tang. You know, so it stuck. Mmm, it stuck. That's cool. So we we gotta jump around a little bit because I think that was a dope introduction. So. Uh, LeBron posted a video of his new show that's going to be on HBO, The Shop. And he talked about what it was like uh, for him growing up without a dad and then eventually naming his son LeBron James Jr. And how he wishes like he probably wouldn't have did that if he could go back, you know, to stop it from the pressure of, you know, having to live mm-hmm. up to his name and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. As a parent, you got two kids. Like, what goes into that? You dealing with, you know, a lot of young folks on this podcast. Like, what, what, what goes into that when you think about those type of things? Do you even think about those type of things? Um, yeah, I did think about those type of things. Um, and when you were born, you the first born. Um, first of all, I, I, I um, I could relate to what. LeBron said when uh, he grew up without a dad, grew up poor, and he said that he, I saw that little clip, and he said he wanted to do the exact opposite of what his dad didn't do for him. So this is why he put so much time and energy and effort into his kids. So I can relate to that. Me, growing up without my biological dad, and when you came along, I was like, okay, he never came to one of my games he never seen me hoop out, and I was the man. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and he was in town. He was in Jersey City. He just never came to see me play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as you know, I never missed any games of yours. I was in practice. I got you up at 6 in the morning to go hoop before you went to school. For sure. Um, I was at all your sister practices. So I understand what he's talking about when he's putting the energy and effort into his children mm-hmm. um, on that aspect of it. As for him not giving his son his name, I understand that part, too. Because if you would have been raised in Jersey City (laughs) and you would have been known as uh, a Tang, it would have been uh, it would have been kind of, you know, you had to live up to something because on that blacktop in Hudson County, I was uh, I was balling out. So um, I understand that uh, that and now in retrospect. He wish he wouldn't have gave him his name. Now, I named you Amir Hassan Walton. And honestly, when I thought about it, all this, um, that was back in the day when, you know, you know, the Muslims was, that was a bad look. So when I named you, I was like, what am I doing here? I said, but, you know, it's a newborn. All this is going to be over. <laughs> By the time he old. Like, you know, nobody's going to be worried about nobody calling him. And I, that's what I thought about. But, I, you know, I say, nah, I, you know, I said, I got to stick with it. Um... You know, that name of Amir Hassan because um, didn't name you right away. Waited a little while to see, you know, and you were uh, Amir Hassan. So that would be his name. So, yeah, but I did. It was it was a concern of mine uh, giving you a name such as Amir. I didn't want you to get on at that time. I didn't want you to get on nobody's no fly. <laughs> no fly. <laughs> but uh, I thought it would be over by now. But obviously, it's it's not. But yeah, I understand exactly what uh, 
that Brian was talking about with his children. So you think it's more about just letting the kids like kind of like build their own legacy and not have to worry about the other stuff always, you know, kind of just being connected in a career sense. Because, you know, naturally, if you're a dad and you're around, like they're going to naturally connect you. But like if you are popular and, you know, whatever, you be a doctor or a dentist, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it may be film or you know athlete like once you have that name sometimes uh you know a lot of people expect you to be exactly what your dad was so you think it's more so about just letting their kids kind of make their own kind of way yeah because there's an expectation if you're no matter whether it's good or or if it's bad now if you were the neighborhood Dope dealer, <laughs> right? And everybody know you around town as know your dad around town as that. That's also gonna gonna bring on some kind of some type of vibe. You know what I'm saying? Right. True. From everybody in the neighborhood, you know. And if you're an excellent or you're a great basketball player, that's gonna bring on something. And even if you're a scholar, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're a, a well-known surgeon, mm-hmm. that's gonna bring it on on something. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, uh, it can be. Uh, it could be a good thing and uh, it could be a, a bad thing because in some places I guess it could in some places open up certain doors for you true and then again it could close certain mm-hmm. doors for you all right you know so it just um, it could be a, a good thing and it could be a bad thing huh yeah that's good so for everybody out there thinking about you know naming their kids just a couple of gems for you so what did you think about the LeBron uh, school though once you heard about that today oh I thought it was great I'm not a LeBron basketball fan on the court at all let's be clear about that I'm I'm sticking to my guns with that but I'm able to separate the basketball player from the man who gives his money and puts his money where his mouth is um, so I'm best to be clear about that. I'm uh, um, I'm able to do that. I'm able to separate um, uh, the basketball player from the philanthropist that he is, giving his money. You know what I mean? Mm. So um, I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, like I was just telling you earlier. And meanwhile, Floyd is out here buying eighteen million dollar watches and and Ferraris and things of that nature that has you know no. Mm-hmm. bearing on nobody in the community except himself so um i salute Le- lebron man and and i would support him in every way yeah and you know it's interesting what you said about that because i'm all about people doing like what they're able to do like, you know what i'm saying right so the guy who might have been in the league for 10 years but he was playing for the league minimum every year you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying we might not expect for him to do the school you know what I'm saying? He might, you know, do the book drives every year right. or the backpack drives, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, he can contribute in his way. But I always thought it was interesting how, you know, a lot of these guys hit these big number marks. And that's not to say people don't do some things behind the scenes. But I think that I think when you got a certain amount of money, I think some stuff needs to be viewed by everybody you know what i'm saying so people know you care in a sense like 
We, I mean, Floyd could be doing something behind the scenes. That's true. You know what I'm saying? But we never know. But I think, I think it's an obligation. Like, no, Floyd to does. I mean, I've seen Floyd. He, you know, during Thanksgiving, he gives her out some turkeys. You know, at the neighborhood. Um, yeah, and I've seen his little baseball tournament he does for the Vegas. kids. And yeah, he does um, do some things like that. I mean, we really don't know what Floyd has done. I don't know personally. Somebody else out there may know, but if I don't it's a know bigger. if he's if if he's doing that. But um. Yeah, you're right. I, you know, um, he may be doing something. I seen his little toy drive, but I, I'm not. Who's to say? I can't say that he should be doing more. If that's all he can do is give turkeys to Las Vegas folks, I mean, if he feels like that's enough, I mean, you know, okay, Floyd, you know. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> they, said, they said Floyd just hit like a billion. I think I think him I think the black athletes to hit a billion dollars is him, Tiger Woods, uh Michael Jordan, and I think LeBron, because he just signed that billion dollar deal with Nike. So it's like, yeah, like at some point, bro, when you make a certain amount, you gotta you gotta put something together that's gonna be tangible, like that's gonna leave a legacy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Far beyond your years, like people can just step into it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So whether it's a school, whether it's a community center, because uh, Diddy just met his school opened up last year. Mm-hmm. Jalen Rose, he got a school that opened up this year too that right. a lot of people wasn't talking about. So Jalen Rose could get together and do it, like you know. And Jalen Rose, not taking nothing away from Jalen Rose, but he wasn't a financially ten time first time NBA player or heavyweight champion or you know all that kind of stuff so right I think it's definitely a lot more that can be done I think LeBron is doing a good job of setting like the bar for these guys like off the court you know what I'm saying that's a big bar though yeah that's a that's a huge bar but, but I think it's a bar for the people who comparable like you know what I'm saying like so Kobe Jordan you know the Derek Jeters of the world uh, you know whoever I don't know like all of them Ronaldo like you know he worked you know like all those guys that's getting a mega amount of money you know you gotta be able to put something back like so I, I, I salute him like you said cause he's doing a great job and I also wanna get your perspective on this cause I thought it was so good that I think Nigel told me this that it's basically I think it's been about a week since uh, Nia Wilson, the girl, had got killed at the bar station. Mm. And we was hearing, me and you were talking about it last week, about all of the stuff they were saying about black men and, you know, black men need to step oh, up to the wow. plate. wow. You're going to put me on. You're going to get me out there to get me on tape saying, no, no, no. You're going to get me on. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I just thought it was interesting that a week after that happens, like a black man, LeBron James, opened up a school for at-risk kids like, you know what I'm saying right. so I think that was the ultimate dope like cause a lot you know all of the people that I seen tweeting and Instagramming about all of that stuff about black men last week is not finna post nothing about LeBron James opening up this school for these at-risk kids this week so <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was I mean, interesting you're absolutely right and I mean um, you're absolutely right that and I don't I mean we're not here to uh, I'm the friend of the black woman I love them I protect black women uh, you know to the utmost you know I have a mom and your and your sister my second born so you know I understand what's going on out there and it's okay to be hurt 
I mean, yeah, the, uh, the, the little sister, the young sister, um, Nia, Nia Wilson. Wilson. Mm-hmm. It's tragic what happened to her, and everybody was hurt, men and women. Um, but the issue is, don't you can't blame uh, black men for that uh, because guaranteed. And there's no, just even when 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 your sister has her little friends come over to the house. We had to make sure that they got home safely, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, they're all hurt by it, but you can't just, I don't know what to, who these women, they need to look in to what kind of men they kicking it with, because if they feel like, you know, black men need to step up, and if you're around a whole bunch of black men that are not stepping up or who, who are not looking out for your best entrance when you go to wherever you may go, just walking to your car, just doing whatever... Uh, just somebody talking loud to you on on a BART train or on a New York subway train and somebody's not going to be there like, like, hold up, you can't be disrespecting somebody. You need to reevaluate who you kicking it with. Mm-hmm. If 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 the men you kicking it with or the, or your brothers or your or, or your uncles are not doing that, you know, don't don't put all black men into that perspective because um I'm say you weren't raised like that because, uh, and I know you, and I know your friends that are around you. So I don't know any of your friends that would do anything like that. Right. And you know the cats who 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 I roll with, none of them would do like that. So I mean, we were all hurt when the sister, when that happened to the sister. So, I mean, you know, it's 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 really a shame and it's tragic that you know that you know some women have to attack you know black men for saying if something happens in within the community that oh the black man should have been there a black man should have done this or should have did that or we should be out here protecting no we are out here protecting you sis you know we are out here protecting you um so if the if the ones that are closest to you the ones that you see are not out there protecting you you know something you may need to be reevaluate yeah, I agree. Because I felt like, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, everybody was talking about like, oh, no, we don't feel safe doing this and doing that. And I was like, man, like, first thing anybody would do, like, that's close to us would be like, yo, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable walking from the bar to home or, you know, yada, 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 if it's walking to my car, like, we just going to walk into your car anyway. So I'm like, well, how many of you? have asked somebody like or told somebody that you was uncomfortable walking where you was walking or going where you was going like you can't just assume everybody knows you know your fears and things like that and you lashing out and saying people ain't here for you is not the best way of going about it you know what i'm saying so i just felt like i challenged like most of them if you got a issue walking or going anywhere Ask someone who you close to, a black man, your friend, your uncle, you know what I'm saying, your homeboys, whoever it may be. Tell them what you're uncomfortable with, and I guarantee you, you're going to find somebody that will assist you with whatever you have, you know, fears about. You're right in a sense, but you got some women today, they don't need a man. Mm -hmm. That's true, too. I can do this myself. I can walk the bark by myself. I don't need a man, you know, so, I mean, you... You can you can't have it you both know, ways. Both ways, man. I mean, you know, and I've been I've and I've offered to give my seat up on on New York subway, and 
His sister look at me, and, you know, get mad at me. No, I don't need to sit down. I mean, uh, fine. Oh, okay. I, mean, I, know, I, know, I know thank you would have been sufficient. I, know, I was like, the, uh, what was that? Denzel, Roman J, Israel Esquire. Oh, like, yeah. Hey, brothers, why, 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 no? why are the sisters standing up? I was like, yo, they ain't want to sit down. He was like, yo, like, exactly. we can sit down if we want to. He was like, well, you know, I just think it's polite. Nah. <laughs> yeah, so I it's mean, patriarchal. Man, I and I love women. I mean, I love, I love black women and I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure if I can in my ability to make sure you safe. All right. I protect you and I respect you. All right. You know, but I mean, I think that I mean, and don't get me wrong. And the sisters could love who they want whatever gender. I don't, you know, that doesn't bother me. They can love who they want racially that doesn't bother me but in the meantime don't demonize me because you choose to love another woman or you choose to love someone of a different race all right don't tell me the black man ain't shit that's okay if you love who you love but don't demonize me in the process of whoever you love all right i don't care who you love just don't demonize me in the process of who you're gonna love man woman female, dog, cat, whatever your thing is, you go ahead and you do your thing, but don't demonize the black man because, you know, you choose to go that route. I'm happy for you. Actually, you know, I'm glad you found love in whoever it may be, but don't please, don't demonize me or criticize me in that process. That's it. Big facts. So, drop. make sure you go and check out Imani Shani's YouTube page, My Sister, Big Daddy Tang's daughter. That's right. She's that's right. posting plenty of content. So that's Beautiful even sister right there. Yeah. Imani <laughs> Shani on YouTube. I M A N I S H A N I. And uh yeah, check it out. She got dope stuff coming through. And give them your handle one time. There. Uh what's my handle? Uh Tang Walton on Twitter. Um Big Daddy Tang on uh IG. Uh, that's it's underscores underneath it though. Yeah, yeah. Big, Big underscore daddy underscore tank. Yeah, underscore. That's it. That's that's me. So you, you know, and, underscores uh, in between the words. Yeah, and uh, you can find me on the left coast or the right coast, wherever my I may be at the time. Um, but yeah. That's it? That's what we're talking about? Yeah. Oh, would you work? Yeah, speaking of that real quick, you work plenty in uh, uh, video production and uh, news stations and TV stations. I'm sure there's plenty of listeners trying to get into those fields. What was your experience like? Because, you, you know, you hear so much about representation now and, like, film and TV and, you know, all of these different industries. Like, what's it been for you? What's it, the experience been like for you as a black man working in those industries because uh, some people look at it like it's a new phenomenon, but it's like, you know, you've been doing it for a long time. Like, Yeah, I've been doing it um, before you were born, so that is a long time. Uh, it's still, a, um, it can be, uh, I mean, for me, honestly, I think that I was kind of, because I went on this last project that I worked on in New York, I seen a couple of, uh, there was still not a whole lot of representation in the control room while I was working at, but I see the young brother that was in there, good brother, um, and the, uh, the one of the directors I was working with, another good brother, um, the anchor man, uh, 
it was all good cats in there, but I see that um, the the industry is still not easy. You, it, it, nothing that's worthwhile is going to be easy. Let's be clear about that. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to put your work in. But this entertainment um, thing is really hard to, to break in. You just have to stick to your guns and say, this is what I'm going to do. Um, but I feel like a lot now that uh, when I got ready to leave this project, one of the, the, one of the, one of the young brothers was like, man, it was just so good to have another brother who I could just look at every morning, even though he was on, you know, you, we worked on this project, you know, for four, three, four months. And uh, that made me feel real good. But I see that, you know, the longevity and me staying, staying with it. I could say that I'm somewhat of a pioneer. Like, you know, I like open up some doors like, yeah, OK, you know, let's get some more brothers up in here. So I'm not I feel good about it. I feel like I have opened up some doors from some of these young cats that are that are coming up in the industry on 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 the behind the scenes type sets, you know, in the control rooms behind the camera, you know, um, as opposed to always being, you know, in front of the camera. So um, it's it's not easy. So, I mean, because, you know, it's, uh, it's an industry where, especially behind the scenes, like they can keep that all, you know, lily white if they choose to. And you won't be able to see much back there. But I just stuck to my guns and I refused to to not be denied. And um, I see it a lot easier from some of the cats that's coming up now. Mm-hmm. I see it's a lot, a, a, not a lot easier, a little easier because they got some trials and tribulations that they got to go through too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, tell that, tell that, tell that story real quick in uh, the short version of your story at the uh, TV station. I think it'll be dope to hear. Which one? The one where, uh, what was it you had? It was the one about the uh, the racist cartoons they tried to put on the station. Oh, that. wow. You gotta keep reading that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, give them the short version. You ain't gotta give it to a super long. Man, what happened to the end of that, though? Oh, okay. So, to my record, like, I can't surprise you really remembered this. Um, you know, back in the day, you know, there was a, a commercial, I mean, uh, cartoons, you know, cartoons where, you know, um, step and fetch it type cartoons, you know, the, the characters, the cartoon characters had these big lips doing derogatory things on camera and everything. And my job at this particular TV station was to edit uh, movies and cartoons so they could fit in a particular time slot. So... Uh, the head of the station, um, he's like, you know, he would tell me or I would run things by him, uh, like some derogatory stuff. He says, yeah, they can't be saying, you know, kite. And that that was made for the movies. This is made for TV. You got to take that out. You know, that's derogatory towards the Jewish community. And I said, yeah, yeah, you're right. That is derogatory towards the Jewish community. So I cut that out. And so at the same time, I was like, well, this is derogatory towards this cartoons with this step and fetching and this laziness and all this. That's like, you know, that's there's no need for it in this particular uh, at this particular junction in this cartoon. Um, I'm going to take it out. And he says, no, no, you could leave that in. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? 
<laughs> let the let the niggas look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> let them look stupid. So we got to this deal. <laughs> on one hand, why is it? See, and this is why we need more representation in writing. We need more representation in directing. We need more representation in the control room. Who's showing what? You know, um, at these uh, at these games and the audience and everything. You know, things like that nature because. Um, People just don't know. We need we need a melting pot of people. What's offensive to to, to some people is not offensive to other people. Right. So anyway, we got into this little debate, and um, and I wasn't letting go of it. And he was my boss, and he wasn't letting go of it. So, um, the cartoon aired, and I just took it out, and I just had to deal with the consequences as they came. So, that's the short version. I still kept the job, though. I mean, because. To me, I know he wasn't even looking at cartoons, kitty cartoons anyway, right. so. No, nah, I think that's, like, because we, we're in an era now where everybody is, like, you know, talking about their black stuff and things like that, so. I think that's a good story about you still black at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? So we got to look out for each other, you know what I'm saying? Don't mean everybody got to be Malcolm X and, you know, because everybody ain't the speaker, you know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't the one who got to who can speak up and say it in front of big crowds, but right. we can all still support each other and support the culture in our own separate ways. So, yeah, that was always one of my uh, favorite stories. But you have to be able to, you have to be able to show some self-respect to yourself. Right. You know, I mean, if something's wrong, there's something wrong. If you're, if you're, if your people are out here and you sisters are out here being, um, um, taken advantage of and brothers are being shot and you're just going to come back up and say that there's no place for me to say anything everything is cool for me I ain't never had no racism touched at me it's because you know because you got money I think there's something wrong with you um, you wasn't you didn't always have that money as an athlete as an entertainer as a as a neurosurgeon as a judge mm-hmm. you didn't always have that money and so now all of a sudden uh, these people are being uh, uh, being shot down in the streets and stabbed on barge trains, and and you have absolutely nothing to say. Right is right, and wrong is wrong. So, I mean, uh, I think that these people with these platforms and these the people like me, broke people. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. You you see something wrong. I mean, you, you got a right to speak on it. You ain't got, like you just said, you ain't got to be the Malcolm X out there and, uh, you know, and just, you know, but you do. I mean, it's your, it's your obligation to like, look, this is wrong. And so uh, I work in um, newsrooms. I work in entertainment and I don't have a problem with telling my co-workers, producers and directors, that ah, that's offensive. Uh, you 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 might want to reconsider that. So you know, and they respect me for it. I mean, you know, and they'll come in and ask me when I'm working on another project. They'll walk in and they'll ask me, "Well, what you think about this or what you think about that?" As opposed to me never saying anything to them. They know that you know, I you know I get them at the uh, at the uh, water cooler and like, look, man, what was on your mind <laughs> when you did this? <laughs> Right. That was offensive, dog. What was you uh, thinking about? And that's what it is. In a lot of these companies, a lot of them come back afterwards. Oh, we didn't know that commercial was uh, <laughs> right. was insensitive. And it's like, yeah, because you're using the commercial with like black folks in it, and you don't have no black folks in there to tell you, right? That right. exactly. Cool. You ain't got no black. Oh, you don't got none with the heart to be like, nah. 
Like, it ain't. That's the other side of it, too. You got to be able to speak up. So I think that's a good segue into the other one because I feel like, you know, I was talking to other folks, too. Like, everybody don't got to be Colin Kaepernick. Football season coming up. You don't have to be the one that kneel or sit down. But you need to respect those that are doing it. So when you see Jerry Jones say, you know, in a conference, I don't care what the NFL says or the NFLPA, my niggas is going to stand toe on line for the national anthem. He said nigga, though. Nah. <laughs> that's what he. That's, hey, that's what he felt though when he said. That's what he was thinking. That's what he was thinking. That's he said, he "My niggas, my niggas gonna stand toe on line." Yeah, right. Toe on line. They don't have the right. Right. They don't have the right to be in the locker room, even though the NFL and the NFLPA came to an agreement. Like, yo, if you want to kneel or you don't want to stand, you know, do you mind standing in the locker room? And they came to agreement on that. All right, cool. So how do you feel when you hear something like that? And then you got Dak Prescott that comes out. I would never protest. Yeah. We, are, we America's football team. <laughs> we America's football team. You know, if they come with something that's tangible for me to right. do, that's really going to cause some change, then I'll do it. And then you got the ones like Malcolm Jenkins. It's like, yo, these fools. Like, he coming off like a bully. You can't do anything. And my thing is... You can respect the people who do it. Because I have yet to hear anybody who is kneeling or had their fist in the air say, if you're not doing this, then you weak or you need to be doing this. Y'all need to be kneeling. You need to be raising your fist. It's like, if it's comfortable for you, they haven't said nothing. If they want to join us, then cool. If not, mm-hmm. it's all right. But for some reason, the other ones, when they get them in front of the camera, Dak Prescott, I would never do that. Well, yeah, well, just like I agree with what's my man named Malcolm Jen- Jenkins? Jenkins. Jenkins. He's working for a bully, and um, uh, um, there's still no excuse, and he's still making, he's still getting the um, rookie rookie minimum. Okay, and he got to, he got to understand that there's no loyalty, there's no loyalty there. Look at Des Bryant. Mm-hmm. He ain't even got a job. Mm-hmm. But he was the golden boy at one point in time. Right. Even with all the the mishaps that he went through. And I mean, Jerry Jones, I mean, outside of uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, who is the most dysfunctional players in the league right now? <laughs> the, a rapist knocking people in the head. <laughs> Snoring coke. Snoring coke. The strippers on a boat. America's team. Yeah, you're right. That is America's team. That's a good (laughs) representation of of America. Extortion, drugs, (laughs) prostitution. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Got him. You're right. That is America's team. Racist. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You're right. It do make sense now. It makes sense. It makes sense. It It does make sense. It makes it, it makes sense. But I mean, I. I heard that uh, they played a clip uh, when he's saying that uh, this America's team and I, this is not a place, this is, I'm talking about Jack, um, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, yeah. I immediately tweeted him and said, fuck out of here. <laughs> That's all I said. That's, <laughs> That's all I said. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, 
Because, I mean, like, I mean, he going to get people going in on him. I mean, and that's all you need. If you get enough people going in on him, and then he's going to, of course, he's going to, he's going to uh, 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 backpedal. backpedal and backtrack and all that. But, I mean, if enough people, yo, man, these cat brothers are getting like, yo, it's bigger. It's bigger than you, man. It's, this is like, yo, as soon as you, especially in Texas, you a big six foot. They will recognize you in Texas. You go find out some of those folks who don't even give a damn about football, and you just happen to walk into one of them Texas towns where they don't give a damn about football and don't know who you are. You are that nigga with the ER. So let's be clear about something, yo. If it wasn't for you throwing that football, and it wasn't, f- and, it, and if it wasn't f- for for Jerry Jones right now having you as his golden boy right now, because that will wear out soon. That Especially was, in football, he won concussion away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and then you might one be kneeling. Away. You might be kneeling. You might be asking us like, "Yo, um, you know, help me out here." You know, so I mean, I had to tweet that because that's just how I felt about it. I didn't put the F O H the acronym. I said, "Fuck out of here." <laughs> I just don't get what's the big idea with folks just cooling it. Like, bro, if you not, if you know you can't kneel or do whatever it's cool but don't on one hand say i would never protest uh i would never protest during the anthem and then say oh but i i i do know things is going on and things that help it's like all right bro like you trying to play defense and it's yeah. like you look like you sound like a sucker like that's what you sound like but i'd no- rather you just be like hey look because they they pass up other questions all the time you ask them about beating they uh their baby mama or anything it's, no next question i'm not talking about that i'm talking about football right. cool it's like all right i'm cool i respect that tom brady did that yeah what's up with your trainer and uh your man that got suspended for um Steroids. Uh, what? Uh, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, or Shady McCoy, your, your wife, your girl got beat, man. They saying it was an inside job. Look, man, I got nothing to say about it. Right. Yeah, I'm good. Like, you know, so I think folks need to start exercising that option more. Because like I said, again, I haven't heard nobody who protests and say it need to be these dudes is suckers. And I would never be the one standing up with my hand on my chest. Like, you know, so it's interesting times. Interesting times, bro. Very <laughs> interesting times. And speaking of, it's such a dysfunction. We, me and uh, me, Mo and uh, my boy Alex Payton, we was talking about this. Like the NFL is probably they come out on the wrong side of almost every issue. That's one. Anything that comes up, domestic violence, drug use, the anthem, they come out on the wrong side of it. The other thing is just the image of the players. It's like every week now and then, you know, everybody is talking about the CTE and people's like, no, we can't blame the CTE for this and that. But we got our guy, uh, this dude, I think you and Morgan was talking about it, but uh, Brandon Browner, that was uh, this cornerback. He used to play for Seattle and New Orleans and the Patriots. And apparently he, he on trial now for attempted murder. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they saying he kidnapped. Oh, he kidnapped the baby mama and the kids or something crazy. Tried to suffocate him or something like that. I Some wild. <laughs> well, hold up now. I mean, if he if he tried, what he do? Put a paper bag. I mean, a plastic bag over her face. Try to suffocate. And I mean, put the belt around it. Like, right, I mean, 
I can't advocate for it. I mean, <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. They got all of this going on, like all of this, and you don't want like I. It's not many positive images I be seeing of these NFL players. Every if it ain't one thing, it's another. It's this. They marrying a stripper. They dating a porn star. Like. <laughs> If he loving a stripper, I'm not saying it's not wrong. Hey, look, if you love one star, yo, you love who you love. I'm talking about role models for the kids. I'm talking about when I turn on the NBA, I see babyface Steph Curry with his wife uh, since high school. Then I turn to the NFL, I see Von Miller dating a stripper. Jimmy Garoppolo got a porn star. Ben Roethlisberger been accused of rape four times. I'm like, what's going on in the NFL? Like Brandon Browner, he suffered. He got, you know, he doing Russian tactics at war. He putting plastic bags over your wife. Hey, he can, I'm like, yo, you like, can, yo, it can't get no worse for the NFL. My man Mo said he don't think the NFL even gonna be around in ten years. He said it's too much between brain injuries, scandals. He said he giving the NFL ten years. That's a good. I mean, I mean, I and I love the sport of football. I really do. But all of this extra stuff that's going on with it, I can't say they're making it easy. No, I mean, wow. I mean, LeBron it, got his wife since high school. You know, so you just saying that they, they, <laughs> <laughs> you just saying the NFL they, they need a they need a PR reboot. They need a they need to start over. <laughs> Start over. NFL got to start over. Like this shit is it's horrible. And you go ahead about people kneeling. I would be cause if I was yeah, if I was any parent, I would be concerned if my son was looking up to anybody in football at this time. It's a, it's not a lot of them. It's, it's not, not a lot of them. Then they kick the good ones out. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Kaepernick get Civil Rights Person of the Year, Sports Illustrated Man of the Year, Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> get him out of here. We don't want him. I'm like, all right. hey, I'm like, all right, man. I don't know what the NFL looking for, man. I just don't know at this point. So, <laughs> so all good. They did, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. They need a PR makeover. That's all good points. I don't know if Olivia Pope's scandal could fix this one. Like this, the <laughs> NFL is in a bad spot. Ray Donovan, or oh, I don't know, nobody can fix you. this. <laughs> NFL is in bad shape. You actually right behind that. The NFL, and I can't. I'm not. I'm not rocking with the NFL. I mean, not at all. I mean, and I'm a sports fanatic, but I can't. The injustice that they did it for kneeling for a peaceful protest. I mean, you're more worried about some of the garbage that uh, these players. You're not even concerned about some of the, what some of these players are doing. You know, I mean, the slap on the wrist. But these cats are kneeling because they don't like to see other brothers getting shot up. Mm. You know, and that's a that's that's really bothering you. That bothers you more than you know this these rape charges and these beating up their spouse charges. Come on, man. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, man. That's a trip. So did you hear about the two the two brothers who just got found innocent from the University of Tennessee? I guarantee you. First off, I was disgusted. Second of all, I want to hear what Me Too and Time's Up got to say about some of these. Ooh, what part are you disgusted at? I mean, I'm just disgusted that they keep getting one accused of this kind of stuff. Two, 
is the accuser that a lot of these judges and jury is finding out is lying. They not they don't have no punishment. So it's like what what reason do you got not to at least throw it out there if I'm feeling bad? His career gonna be ruined. This case gonna take three or four years. Right. So whatever he doing is gonna be over with. Right. And then if all else fails, you know, I can still go back to work the next day. Right. So she said that uh, she had <clears throat> consensual sex with uh, one of them and the other guy walked in and uh, she, felt, she felt terrified at the time. Well, evidently, I don't know, um, but the jury deliberated for about... I said an hour. Less than an hour and a half. And found them not guilty, so... And um, the defense felt so strong about it that they didn't even give a closing argument. I don't know if I would have been on that stand. Like, hold up, bro. Hey, <laughs> Say something, nigga. <laughs> well, hold up, bro. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> you ain't going to give no kind of closing argument? That's how confident I am, dog. Yeah, right, that's, dog. that's the Steph Curry walking away before he even see it go in. That's like, you know. Let me, oh, so uh, it's not the Swaggy P. Nah, <laughs> it better not be the Swaggy <laughs> I wouldn't even feel comfortable with Johnny Cochran doing that one. <laughs> no, he said. Hey, I'm let him happy for them brothers, man. I'm yeah. so happy for them. And then they said uh, they'll probably be able to sue her. I was like, sue her ass. <laughs> she yeah. paying me for the rest of my life. I'm hitting her with them OJ charges. Yeah, you got uh, to. The same way OJ paying everybody else for the rest of his life. Nah, she got to pay up. I don't care if she working at McDonald's. Yeah, I'm going to keep my eye on it, and I got to see what else is going on with this um, story because that's that's the Achilles heel of the black male when, especially if a white woman says that she's been raped. Um, and, it's, and it's really a shame because, you know, I have a daughter. I have, uh, uh, you know, cousins and sisters and all that. And it's really a shame that these women out here are holding this this thing over, especially uh, these cats in the NFL now. I mean, any professional um, sport where, well, you better do this or you better do that or I'm crying rape. It's really a shame that we've come to that right now. Um, and then it makes it, you know, and these things do really happen to certain women that you got to look at. And you're looking at them with a side eye like, did this really go down the way you're saying it's going down? You know what I'm saying? It's really unfortunate. And then you're going to have these black feminists mad at me for saying what I just said. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is, man. It is it is what it is. I feel for you, you know, but it's a shame that we have to be out here against each other. I'm your friend, sis. I come in peace. But there's just some things that we need to reevaluate out here. We got to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Can't just let it go. We got to talk about it. So. Yeah. Yeah, nah, I'm with you 100%, but I'm glad they got off. It's just like, man, it's tough. I mean, it's cool for them. They're young. You know what I'm saying? So they still got a lot of life ahead of them. But, I mean, you know, four years is four years. It's four you years. Know, you four can't years get that back. You can't ever get that back. And then uh, the cold part is, too, you know, this is a high-profile case, so I'm sure they had people from... Was it the University of Tennessee or University of Texas? Tennessee. University of Tennessee, you know, on their side, you know, helping them along the way with this one. But think about all the other brothers that go through it that don't even have confidence in the judicial system enough to go through with a trial. So they just go on and take a plea deal or, right. you know what I'm saying, whatever. Like, hey, 
They're going to give you 8 to 10 if you just take the plea. But if we go to court, you know, you could get 25. And then you got a lot of folks just out there, you know, taking the 8 to 10, you know, for whatever it is or, you know, so. And that's on you. And those are the ones we don't hear about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Those are the ones we don't hear about. We don't hear about them. So, I mean. Yeah, we got to talk about it. It's something that we all have to talk about. That, uh, you know, uh, um, we got to talk about it together. As as the the, the brothers got to get together. These men got to get together. We got to get together and talk about it. The females got to get together. The sisters got to get together and talk about it. And then we have to come together as a collective and talk about it with each other. Mm. What's bothering you, sis? What's bothering you, bro? You know, we have to... Uh, we have to come together and uh, and talk about it. You know, that's it. So you know, we big power fans here, man. It's gonna be quick, but what did you think about Crackhead Kenny's performance? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they called him Kung Fu Kenny. I nicknamed him Crackhead Kenny. Oh, uh, I seen that. I seen that come across uh, uh, Twitter and it's trending. I'm like, who are they talking about? Who the heck is is uh, Crackhead Kenny? That's what they call him, Crackhead. Nah, Kenny. I just made that up. Or, but they're talking about Kendrick Lamar, though. Right, they're talking about Kendrick Lamar. But I just recently, I was like, uh, who are they talking about? I mean, I thought I thought he did a great job. I think you know it was a great debut. It was a great debut as a um, you know him his introduction when he first came out. My nigga, my nigga, it was <laughs> kind of sort of Spike Lee ish, you know that. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed his performance. I did. I really did enjoy his performance. Um, so I hope there's more to him. But I, and and I heard somebody say, well, why couldn't he be, you know, something else closer to his persona? I think it was great for him to do that. A, a total opposite of what his really his persona is, because we see a Kendrick, you know, as who he is. I think him playing the crackhead and he did a great job of it. Um, you know where he got his research from. But, uh, Man, nigga from Compton, so yeah, that's true. He could, <laughs> yeah, and he could have been on any given night. Hey, um, you seen plenty of them. Yeah, so I think I think I, I like to see uh, uh, more of him acting. I thought he did a uh, a real good job of that. Yeah, and he's a he's an animated rapper anyway. Right, he always uses a lot of different voices and right. you know weird stuff with his voice. So I think he could be a good actor if you feel like it. You know, depending how much you want to go into it. And he is from L.A., you know. Yeah, so I'm sure he's been around it, you know. So, yeah, it was cool, man. I thought it was a good, I think it was one of them, like, you know, paying your dues roles. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, come in here, play this crackhead, man. It's your pookie role. Right, you're right. <laughs> this is your pookie role. He did a good job. It's your pookie role, yeah, so he did a good job. He so. in L.A. That's the same reason why I think LeBron is here. LeBron's not here. For, I know you're a Laker fan. He ain't here for the Lakers. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you. I said that when he, I said that when it first happened. I mean, I was like, he ain't worried about winning no more. Yeah, man. he don't think he's worried about winning. He's in L.A. His company's here in L.A. Is you know, he so made sure he got that money. He's going, he's going to uh, pursue other avenues, and which is great. I mean, you know, but they anointing, you know. Yeah, cause he got uh, Yeah, he made sure he collected that bag, man. Yeah, he did make sure that. He made sure he collected that bad. So, some of the greatest Nas, RZA, Swiss, apparently. Nas had an interview with Angie Martinez. He got a whole nother album in the barrel. Nas does? With Swiss Beats. 
and the RZA. Really? That's supposed to be coming out. So I'm looking forward to that one. I enjoyed the last one. And I'm sure this is going to be pretty dope, too, man. He said they've been working on this one for a while. So, yeah, I'm excited to hear that, man. They've been working on... Uh, so they were working on this in conjunction with him, working with Kanye and good music? Well, I guess he was saying, like, Nas and... Well, him, well Nas, Swiss, and Rizzo have been working on this for, like, you know, most of the year. And then I think Kanye came to him like, yo, let's just knock something out. And he was like, all right, you know, let's go on and do it. So he just took a pause from the other one to do that right quick. And then he said, this uh, this probably finna be out pretty soon. I'm hoping before the year is up. I would love to get that around my birthday sometime in December. <laughs> Two in one year, that would make that that would make me very happy. So if it sound anything like Adam and Eve and everything and a couple of them other tracks, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to hear that. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm Nas is my guy. I didn't really listen to his his this production with him and uh, him and Kanye, but I'm looking forward to this one with him and Swiss. And who else is on there? Who else is on this project? Rizzo. Oh, Wu Tang. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Oh, yeah. The Rizzo, the Jizza. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, we can get another uh, Nas and Raekwon feature on this one. I would love to hear that. Nas and Nas, Raekwon and like Ghostface. Yeah. Ah. That would be a good one. <laughs> lyrical, uh, what was it? Lyrical, uh, verbal intercourse part two. That's what I'd be looking for. Okay. So there we go. So, you know, this is what I want to ask you in our closing. Hmm. You know, being a good looking man in LA, you know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. What's going on today? You know, you got a lot of, you know, younger women coming after the OGs. Like, what's the what's the art of being an OG player? Like, you know what I'm saying? Big Daddy Kane, you know what I'm saying? The, the next version of Big Daddy Kane. Like, how, how do you, you know... Make that work. You make it work by, I mean, first of all, you should wear an OG status as a badge of honor. If you don't have an OG on your team that's telling you, telling you this is right or this is wrong, that's a failure. He's not your OG. He's your peer. The reason that you look at the, these OGs, they have they have knowledge, and and what I hear from, I don't go looking, and a lot of people think I'm younger than than what I really am. It's the knowledge and the wisdom when I sit down and talk to these these young ladies and even these cats, as I feel like I'm wearing my OG status as a badge of honor, and so um, that's it. You're just keeping it 100. Just keeping it 100 with them. And then and if they, they run into the wrong, these wrong young cats and these wrong, not even say wrong, or these, 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 these women that just because you have age on somebody does not make you automatically OG status. 
you know. So I just think that's what it is. I mean, you know, you just, you know, carry yourself, read a book. (laughs) (laughs) Read a book. Read a few books. You can share some knowledge and some wisdom with somebody. So I think that's the biggest thing right now, man, is that a lot of these a lot of these OGs are not stepping up to the plate and being an OG. If your OG is going to let you go out here and do some dumb shit, that ain't your OG. That's not your OG. That's your peer, man. He's just one of the homies. So, you know, and, uh, and just like with your friends, man, I wear it as a badge of honor and I'm around and they like, you know, Big Daddy Tang, my OG is here. So, you know. And I wear it. I mean, you know, I love them cats because they, uh, you know, they're so respectful. But, you know, I'm also dropping a few dropping a few gems on them also, you know, you know. So that's it. I mean, I don't know. I hope I answered that question. I don't know if I did or not. No, man, that was perfect, man. That was perfect. So, you know, everybody. Appreciate having you on here. Yes, sir. You know. Make sure you come. We got to get you on here with me, you, and Monty. Oh, and yeah. mom, one of these joints, have a whole family affair oh, yeah. on here one of these days. We got to get your mom. So, but you can't be cursing like that and your mom's on here. Man. You can't be. I only say nigga. Here we go. If that's the only thing you're going to say. That's all I'll say. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool with me. <laughs> Yeah, nah, so thank you for coming. Anything you want to say? Uh, nah, thank you for having me. I had this podcast going up for a minute. I finally got on one. I mean, you've been on doing this thing for a while. You finally got me on. I'm feeling some type of wave to finally I get mean, on the podcast. I really wanted it to be, you know, video, but you know, it's, it's all good. We, we, we progressing oh, towards it. That's coming too. So, yeah, we're good to have you on the uh the audio man got some great listeners that was talking to us. My man uh, Foster is in Japan told me he'd been listening. I talked to him the other day. So oh, great. Just mm-hmm. going just gonna to keep the movement going, man. We're going to keep the movement going. We got plenty more to go. That's so right. So you'll be on here plenty more times. That's right. That's right. I, I, I enjoyed it. You hit me in the head. I mean, I really like it like that. Nothing scripted, nothing just straight off the dome. I mean, I probably said a few things that once I listened to it, it's like, I can't believe I said that. Um, I can't believe I articulated that like that or whatever. But I mean, I like coming straight off the dome because it's really from the heart and soul. There we go. So I hope you got some gems. Take them forward with you. Protect them, spread them, tell somebody you love them today, write down some goals, follow through, execute, and have a great rest of your summer. We're coming up on August, so enjoy your last few weeks before we start heading into the autumn fall time. So recognize what you need to get any of those those loose leaves man start 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 pointing them out so you can shake them off by the time we get to september you heard akuna matata niggas peace